Well, hey everybody! Welcome back to the Logos Uncovered. It's been a been a little while. We took a little, little time off, but uh, Doug Brown back with you, and uh, joined as always by the one, the only Andrew Whitman. What's up, dude? Hey, buddy, how's it going? I'm great, man. It's been it's been a few weeks. How you been? Yeah, good. You know, we, listen, we all had it's summertime, right? Yeah. You went to the beach. I didn't go to the beach, <laughs> <laughs> but we have we had some downtime. It's all yeah. Good. No, it, it was fun to. I think we look at probably like 13, 14 episodes, and and. I guess it, we'll call season one. So yeah, welcome so to season two. Season season two, and uh, yeah. So hope everybody out there is doing doing well. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff to 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 dive into. Um, covered a lot in season one, and, and season two. Um, we're gonna tackle some topics, particularly one here in this episode. It may take us a few. This could take okay. all season. It I don't could. know, man. Because I'm not yeah. in a hurry. Yeah, you've been after me for I don't know, like ten years to do this because you. I think I the first time I taught it was in like 2005. That's before you and I even like yeah. connected, right? So, um, yeah. And you were like, you got to put this in a book. You got to, and I'm, I, I kind of always, I don't, it's a lot of work. Right. It's a lot of investigative work. So what we're going to talk about, understand that there is hundreds of hours. I ran this like a police investigation, if you will, connecting all these things together. Right. Okay. So that's, that's kind of, and, and it is a lot of work. So go ahead. You tell everybody what we're going to work. Yeah. On. So we're going to tackle the little topic of creation, which uh, be a lot of fun to, to dive into. And you know, here's the thing with this: is it, it, is this information that's going to drastically change your life? I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. It's not. It's not going to affect your. Um, it could. It because could. I'll tell you I, this, I guess it like, could. Maybe so it I was could. Up at the, I'll, I'll stop. Yeah. No. Go I was ahead. at the FDA <laughs> several years ago. And, you know, and in the room is all a bunch of PhD MDs or guys that have two PhDs like in biochemistry, organic chemistry and bio something else. Right. So these are all scientists. And there was a, a group of folks in there that were like Greek Orthodox that had, they were. Um, they were just like, how do you like I always keep faith and science separate. I'm like, listen, I love science and you know this about me. I'm huge into right. science. I said, no, what I found out. Was it, you know, I, when I was 12 years old, I was decided that the Bible would be my highest authority. And every time something in science would come up, I would go look in the Bible and dig in. And what I have found, I'm 53 now, I started doing that at 12 years old, is that science always backs, every discovery backs up the Bible. It's always congruent with the Bible. It's never against the Bible. But it, like I said, you have to do some investigative work. And I right. want to start off with this. In Isaiah 118, it says, this is God. It says, thus saith the Lord, come now and let us reason together. So here's the here's the beginning of this. And in season one, I told you on the first episode, I have vetted every belief that I have. Right. I'm a massive proponent and Kool-Aid drinking critical thinker. Logic, I mean, my life is based on critical thinking, reason, and logic. Would you disagree with that? No, I think that's 100%. That's what I teach in corporate. Yeah. That's what I've taught as, as a minister. Everything is reasonable. If it's not reasonable, so we're not talking about myth here. I want to, I want to, let's talk about science because I'm a huge fan yeah. of science. I love science. Right. And I think the whole point of this, obviously, is let's, Let's discover what the Bible actually says yes. about creation and and science, and because there's a, a couple of, maybe, 
it'd be buckets that people could put themselves in. It, you, you're, you could be someone who just says, you know, there there is no God. We came from single soil organisms and, and evolved up through yeah. primates and all that. Or you can be on the other end that says, no, the Bible is says that the earth is 6,000 years old. There were no dinosaurs. There were <laughs> none, none of that stuff. It's all fake. It's all... Right. God right. created it yeah. in six, six 24-hour periods and, and, and then seven 24-hour periods. Right. And then there's people that say... Well, actually, it, the Bible is it the story of creation. It, it's it's more of like a uh, an allegory, an analogy. Yeah. It's, it, it's 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 metaphorical. Sure, it's um, you know, and, and really, maybe maybe the Bible talks about um, what happened, but maybe evolution explains how it happened, and maybe they yeah, there's they work, like the they hybrid. They try to or yeah, yeah, or you just separate it into two. But right, there's all kinds of stuff. right. So we're not gonna. Necessarily, and, and I'm not the one. You know, we're not going to have a debate. All right, I'm not. No, I don't. First off, I don't right. debate anything. Yeah, your so. beliefs are your beliefs. I'm going to share with you what I have discovered and right. vetted for my beliefs. Right. Okay. Now, I was brought up that there was no dinosaurs, that carbon dating was fake, and the Earth is only six thousand years old. And it, I knew at twelve years old that was not factually correct. Right. Okay. <laughs> Come on. What are you driving? In your, I mean, it's called fossil fuel, right? I mean, how are you getting to work? Right. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, so I even at twelve years old, I knew that that there's there's a disconnect here. Yeah. So it it does bolster my faith because I vet this belief. I'm never afraid to have the discussion, and I'm never afraid of hanging out with somebody that doesn't believe in creation. I'm not trying to create you change your beliefs. If you're an evolutionist, man, or you're an atheist, or you're I don't care what you're pantheist or whatever. Yeah. I, you know what? My Bible tells me to love you, and I'm not afraid to be in your space. Right. Yeah, you're not threatened. Your beliefs not aren't threatened. threatened by somebody else. Right. And I'm not getting an argument. Right. I really don't care. I mean, dear, your beliefs. And you I would could- say, what you said a second ago about it does help bolster your faith. The way I look at this is this story we're going to go through, It it's almost like learning about like an ancestor maybe. Sure. Through like what they did in their life. Yes. You weren't, you weren't there to see it, but you can say your great-grandfather came over from England on this right. ship. And so you, you learn about the stories of, of your ancestors. It gives you a, a better appreciation for maybe self-identity. Yes. Um, what we're going to talk about is to help understand through this story is how it applies, help us under, better understand God's character because his character is revealed everywhere throughout this story. Absolutely. And, and another thing is it also gives you confidence in your Bible. And mm. listen, I'm going to tell you, the Bible is not a science book. It's not a medical t- uh, textbook. It's not a history textbook. It's a legal document. It's mm. our covenant contract. So that's the first thing. You understand that the Bible, people are like, every answer to why, every answer you ever need is in the Bible. Wrong. The Bible is our covenant. It's our contract with God. It's a legal document like the IRS tax code. Yeah. If you don't understand that, you're not going to listen. It, there, every answer that you need is not in the Bible. In fact, God expects you to go do your own research and find out other things. Like he says things so pithy in there. You're going to see here in a minute that one sentence can encompass two billion years. Right. Like even like one sentence, you're like, man, that's pithy. Uh, and he expects you to, to, uh, to research culture at the time. He expects you to research sociology at the time, of geopolitics at the time, and what the thought process, the culture was at the time. Listen, they, 
If you don't know what a denarius is, you need to go do some history research because right. you have no idea what, or what a talent is. We talked about right. that. If you don't know what a talent is, that means nothing. If you don't know what an ephah is, that's a measure of barley and wheat. It, the story, he, that answer is not in there. You have to go somewhere else yeah. to find that answer. And if so. you don't, the meaning of all this is going to be lost. It means nothing, right. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's dig in. Okay, so let's reason together. So that's our first thing. If you're not reasonable... And this is what I, I find, this cracks me up, right? With people that are just there. So uh, if you can't, evolutionists, they're like, well, we just came out of the amoeba and then they have all this, you know, and then we just add a randomly turned into this machine that we are the human machine, that everything was just random. And over the course of billions of years, it just randomly stuff happened, which we don't know how or why. And we just popped out like this. If you think that's reasonable based on the evidence, then cool. Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I think, a reasonable person, if you look at the evidence that there's systems, if you just look at the systems of anatomy in the body and the different sections of, like, you got the, you know, the cardio system, right? The, you got the pulmonary system. Right. You have the nervous system, you, right? You have your bones and your muscles. And uh, these are all different systems, the organs. Like, that didn't just, like, if you've ever created anything in your workshop, in your garage... You didn't know there just wasn't a bunch of stuff, a Play-Doh and wood and stuff, and you just threw it on the bench and it just waited, and then it turned into something. Right. Any reasonable person would be like, yeah, that's just ridiculous, Andy. Yeah. You're not going to throw stuff in a bowl, and then it's just going to... Even if you're baking a cake, you know you just don't throw a bag of flour, a bag of sugar, and a carton of eggs, and then it just comes out as a cake. Right. Yeah. I, I, what you're saying is, it, no matter which of these theories you subscribe to, right. requires a great deal of faith. Well, we'll see. I, mean, I don't think it takes as much faith because I, I, you don't think I so? don't, no, I'm not a big, listen, I use faith is my belief. And if you vet your belief, I don't have, that what you're talking about is blind faith. Right. I'm talking about evidence-based. Okay. Now, this is what science is, right? So here's science, the definition of science is that it's both natural and social science. Or these are known as empirical sciences because let me just list the sciences. Okay. This is from the Australian Academy of Science. You know, my, my, my lads in Aussie. That's right. The fields of science are grouped into natural science, which is biology, physical science, the study of the material universe, physics, chemistry, and space science. That's what we're going to talk about. Right. The study of living organisms and the origins of life. That's natural science. Then there's social science, which is kind of like what I make my life out of, which is psychology, right? Sociology, study of people, anthropology, how, how the human machine, how do we interact with each sure. other? That's social science. Neither of those two things is formal science, and they're not factual. It's empirical, which means we only we make observe, observations, I watch, and then I come up with my own conclusions. Of mm. I infer things by what I watched. Formal science is the study of logic and mathematics. Like that's hard science. Yeah, there's a logic, and say I love logic because that's reason together, critical thinking. I'm logical. So when I lay out my case, I'm going to use formal science to lay out my case. The evolutionist is going to use empirical science, which is stuff that I can't, and I'll tell you what that is in a minute, but it's you're basically, you're predicting what you think the outcome is, and then you try to prove what you thought. Kind of backfill it. Right. Yeah. When this is what we call confirmation bias in the right. social science, where I... Whatever my opinion is, my belief is that I'm going to go find the evidence if I can that backs it up and discard any other evidence. I will turn a blind eye to it unless it backs up my position. Mm. Okay. So then there's also applied science. That's like engineering and robotics right. and medicine. Okay. Okay. So 
Natural science is empirical, and empirical means that it's all it is is theory based on observable phenomenon and reproductibility of results. So, right out the gate, who observed the beginning of the universe? None of us here. <laughs> Nobody here. So I'm not going to tell you I know, right? Because I don't. Stephen Hawking's he didn't know. Right. Any, uh, you know, Darwin didn't know. Right. You know, Pastor Joe Bag of Donuts, who thinks the earth 6,000 years old, he doesn't know. If you weren't there observing the beginning, you don't know. And it requires the reproductibility of results. So who's creating another universe to prove that you know? Mm. Had anybody else done that? Uh, not that I know. So if you haven't reproduced it with the same results, then there's then we can't even get to peer review. It means nothing. Right. So it's a it's a absolute crazy exercise to say that anybody that you know the origins of the universe or where it came from because you couldn't observe it mm. and you can't reproduce it. Mm. So just scientifically, logically, I'm telling you with formal science, you're full of crap. <laughs> you don't know. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> so. Anybody that would be like dogmatic about that you do know, you don't. And if you can't just say, I don't know, because what I'm going to tell you, I'll just give you evidence that I've found. Mm -hmm. You make your own conclusion because that's what the scientific method is. Right. But to say that something is proven or not proven is ridiculous. And here, this is also right out of that definition of science, Australian Academy of Science. Even within the body of knowledge that science has garnered, nothing is ever proven. While we may have a lot of data to support a theory, like gravity, yes, it exists, but it exists differently today under Einstein's theory than it did under Newton or Laplace, because new evidence was found. Right. So no theory is ever proven. It's not factual. And it goes on to say this, while certain theories are true, quote, quote, we say this provisionally because truth was there a difference between truth and fact? There is a difference. Remember, this is critical thinking. There's a yeah. huge difference. Just because you're telling me it's truth, it does not mean it's factual. Truth is rooted in opinion. Correct. It is your perception. Yeah. yeah. And that's why any theory of truth today does not guarantee that tomorrow we won't find evidence to the contrary. When I was growing up, everything was fat-free, but you could have as much sugar and cereal as you wanted. That's right. Now, yeah. sugar is bad and fat's good. That's right. Coffee was bad when I was growing up, and now coffee's good because it's yeah. so full of good old antioxidants and it's yeah. cancer fighting. See, this is what this is what happens. So, what you think today? That's why nothing is ever proven. Right. Wait long enough, it's going to change. Correct. Yeah. Because we don't know. Science is constantly gathering additional evidence concerning its known theories. So you cannot say for, and I'm not telling you what I'm tell what I what I'm going to lay out in the Bible is factual. Right. The Bible doesn't say this is facts. The Bible says this is truth. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, my word is truth. The Father said, my word is truth. The Bible says this is truth. It's not fact. I wasn't there. I didn't observe it, and I can't reproduce it. So using the scientific method, you could draw whatever conclusion you want, but you cannot be dogmatic and say this is absolutely how it is. Right. You could do your work and vet the belief, and then I can lay out my case of why I believe these things. But for you to just say, oh, it's been proven because some experts said, if you can't lay out to me why you think evolution is, if you just like 
You just bought into the headline? Because a bunch of smart people have said it and yeah. repeated it. And, yeah. It's become, I, it's become accepted by society because yeah. because in their opinions, there's no other logical explanation. that. that but you didn't do any work because who right. told you that? Right. It's just like every other belief, self-limiting belief that you have out there. Right. Like a penny saved is a yeah. penny earned. Who told you that? Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Who told you that? These are all self-limiting beliefs. Sure. Or best practices, another self-limiting belief. Because <laughs> what was best practices was the telegraph. Biddy, 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 biddy. Yeah. That wasn't broken. Morse code worked just fine. Yeah. So it was the horse and buggy. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't broken. Those were best practices. So why would we ever move on from that? Right? So this is just why if you cannot be reasonable and look at evidence, then I'm not going to have a discussion with you. Mm. But we could discuss it all day long if we're going to both be reasonable and use critical thinking. Does that make sense? Uh, not does, you yeah. personally, but I mean yeah, you I'm as not. in anybody. <laughs> the right. royal you. <laughs> yeah, the ro yeah, that's right, the royal you. Okay, so now empirical data is gathered, and this is how I make my living, right? Doing the, using research right. and critical thinking a lot in the scientific method. Here's the scientific method is a logical, rational, read reasonable, come let us reason together, say it the Lord, reasonable, rational order of steps by which scientists come to conclusions about the world around them. The scientific method helps to organize thoughts and procedures so that we scientists can be confident in the answers that we find. Here's the method, observation. The first step is to know what you want to go about in your research or what's your target. Like, what is it that I'm trying to... What are we studying? What right? am I trying to learn here? Yeah. It's not just everything, right? So yeah. once I find that out, then the next thing is hypothesis. This is where it starts going wonky on us. Because hypothesis, this is literally the definition of hypothesis. It's the answer I think I'll find. If you know anything about how the human brain works, confirmation bias, if you are, you think that you're going to find, this is why all these, most of these studies after, even after peer review, they're not even, they can't reproduce them again. Because yeah. you find what you set out what to find because you're, you're married to the idea because you thought it up. Right. So already the scientific method starts going sideways. Then the next thing is a prediction. What you're doing is you're like, oh, well, you know, here's my specific belief that I predict what I think is going to come true. Are you invested in making sure that that, of course you are. And especially, and listen, this is what's going on in the country right now. Right. Right. You got the Antifa and the BLM on one side. You got the MAGAites on the other side. Each side is could, once they've staked out their position on Twitter, Facebook, or on the news or whatever, then they double and triple down. They don't want to hear anything else. It's like that. What was that movie? Uh, Planet of the Apes. See no evil, hear no evil. I don't speak no evil. I'm, uh, whatever yeah, my thing is, nothing They're else. like living in these separate echo chambers. They're yes. talking past each other. Right. If they're that's, even talking at all. Yes. And that's what they're, their yeah. hypothesis and their prediction. So they, they are answering their own yeah. question. They're coming to their, you know, first you have the experiment, which is a way that you invent to answer your question. So it's whatever you come up with. And then the conclusion is the answer uh, that you're trying to match up with your experiment to try and prove your hypothesis. But the interesting thing is, even in the scientific method, you can't even say that you proved your hypothesis. All you could say is you have results that support your original hypothesis. But if it doesn't match up, you still don't change the hypothesis. Now, that just is mind-blowing to me. Mm. So once you stake out this, you just made up this the hypothesis, the answer you think you're going to find. Even if it's disproven, you stick with it. So I'm going to keep looking for evidence until I find it. 
it's how the human is just confirmation bias. The 11 million bits to the 126 right. bits. I right. mean, we take in 11 million bits of information every second. 126 bits goes to our conscious mind fraction. The filter is our thoughts, feelings, attitudes, and beliefs. Select that exact information that would back our genius belief up and discard anything that would go against our belief. That's why you really can't even have a discussion about anything. Football. Mm-hmm. Our minds, are already, our minds are already made up. Yes. Yeah. Fa- They've and, been made up. Right. We did a radio show on this Dutch and I a long time ago so why facts don't matter. Because the only time facts matter, here's the only two times that you will use facts as a human. When they back up your current position or they destroy your opponent's position. Right. You will never take up a fact that destroys your own position. It's against your human nature. Mm. You just can't. You'll just yeah. discard the fact. Yeah. That's it. So I appreciate you going through all that. That's that's a foundation we're building this discussion off of, and you know it'll be be fun to get into and, and see what as we uncover what the word says. Is I think a lot of people will be surprised of just how the story is not just in one little spot. It's spread out throughout. And again, many books. I'm an investigator. Yeah. Remember, the Bible, what is a Bible, is our covenant. Contract, yeah. It's a total contract. So I'm going to look at every little clause in there. Words mean something, and also the Bible defines itself. Mm-hmm. Just like any other contract or clause, the tax code, the U.S. title codes, right? Any legal document. That's what the Bible is. It's not a medical document. It's not a scientific document. It's not a historic document, although there's history in it. It's not a literary document. Yes, there's literary, you know, uh, elements in it. It is a legal document. Right. And if you don't get the go get the Covenant for Rookies book or the Covenant for Rookies yeah. series where I go through it and I I walk you through the scripture where it, it shows what the, the actual document is. It's the last we call it like it's the last will and testament. Right. Like so, you know, if you had you know, your parents passed on and then what their will is is a legal document. This is the 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 old testament or the old covenant and the new testament, the new covenant. This is the the will, the legal document that belongs to believers. Now, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God, Elohim, see, in the English, it just calls him God. Right. In the Hebrew, it's the word Elohim. There's many words for God. For the name of the name of God. Yeah, you, it's translated God in the English. Mm-hmm. There's many different Hebrew words for God, and they all have different meanings. So right out the gate, in the beginning, God, we're the fourth word into this legal document, and you've had no clue who we're talking about right now or which aspect of God. Mm-hmm. There's L, which is God Almighty, Almighty God, the Almighty, singular L. Mm-hmm. There's Allah or Allah in the Arabic. It's dual person. It's two elements, father and son, or father and spirit, but they don't have the three. Mm-hmm. It's just two, and it means covenant-making or covenant-keeping God. Then there's Eloah, again, dual. Don't understand much. That's how Job knew him. And then there's Elohim, which is this word, which is triune, three. Three, three components, three parts. Three, father, son, and spirit. Yeah. It's the Trinity. Right. The word Elohim means three that's why it says in Ecclesiastes, remember your creators. Mm. And if you look at the creation story that starts here in Genesis, but you can see it all throughout the Bible, every book, 
has an element of, you know, you can see where it talks about it in Proverbs and Psalms. Mm-hmm. Job will hit all these. Right. Not today. <laughs> talks about it in the New Testament in John and Romans and Corinthians and Thessalonians and Revelation and Hebrews. All these. You see all three personalities. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are all involved in creation. <laughs> so right out the gate, when we're talking about intelligent design, it's, there's three of them. There's three creators, and everybody has a part to play. Mm-hmm. Elohim. In the beginning, God, Elohim, the three, the triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, created the heaven and the earth. Verse 2, and the earth, it says in the King James or the English, was without form and void. I always wondered what that meant. Now, let's just... It seems like it's just stuff floating around floating in the, around. In the, in the so, ether. What's going right, on? So, right, when you hear right? this story, you're just like, yeah, it's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. It's, the it's like a molten stellar rock cloud or, or right, I don't know. Yeah. There's like stardust and a black hole or I don't know. You look at this. Well, I'll finish the verse and okay. then we'll say what it is. And then we'll, so, in the beginning, Elohim, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved, and the Hebrew says brooded like a mother hen on her eggs, warming them up over the face of the waters. Hmm. So, in the beginning God created the heaven and earth, and then in verse, the very that's one sentence, the next sentence is, and the earth was, it actually says in the Hebrew, not the word was, but it says the word became. Really? And you guys look it up in Esau. Yeah. Okay. And the earth became without form and void. And the Hebrew word for without form is tohu, which means confusion, waste, desolate, and wilderness. Hmm. That's That would seem to indicate that in order to become that, it, it wasn't had that to have been, been something, something else. else. Correct. Okay. You're on the right track. All right. Well, I've heard this before. Yeah, you have. <laughs> and then the la- the other word is without form and void. Void is bohu. Okay. So the earth became tohu abohu. With a- and void means it's undistinguished ruins. Now, that tells you that there was, you can't ruin something if it wasn't. It was built. Right. Yeah. You can't ruin a sandcastle unless you did what? You built, you built one. Castle, if there right. wasn't one there, it's just a pile of sand. It's yeah. not ruined. Yeah. So the earth became desolate in a wilderness, and it was ruined. And darkness, misery, death, destruction, sorrow, and wickedness was on the face of the deep. And then the Spirit of God came like a mother hen and brooded over it like an egg. So that tells you that the earth is round, all you flat earthers. Right now, we already know it's like an egg. It's round. Right. Brooding over the surface of the deep, over the waters, to thaw it out. So what does that tell you? If you're warming it up and you're thawing, now the whole earth is covered, and it's frozen. Right. Because if you, it's dark. So if you took the dark, if you take the, shut the sun off. It's going to, all that water. What does it do? It yeah. freezes. Yeah. Now, as we're going to see, there, there's a gap between Genesis 1-1 and 1-2. It could be 1 billion, 2 billion, 5 billion. I don't know how many billion or million, hundred million years it is, but there's clearly a gap. Right. And I will show you that 
in the scripture, again, I'm a police investigator. It says that God created the heavens and the earth. Stop. Right. Earth became without form of the earth became tohu. Waste, desolate, confusion, and wilderness. Now, in Isaiah 45, this is... All right, so Genesis 1 was written by Moses in like 1500 B.C. Something around there. Let's back it all the way up. When Genesis 1-1 happened, we started recording this when once Adam was on the earth. Mm -hmm. That's when we begin the B.C. clock. Once man is created on the earth. Right. Once man gets started, then a thousand years goes by and we have Noah and the flood. Okay. Then another thousand years go by and we have Abraham. Another 400 years is Moses. So we're already like 2,500 years into this. Right. By the time we're right, by the time Moses is writing this. Isaiah is like another, right? He's in 750 BC instead of 1500 BC. So it's another 750 years. Right that Isaiah is saying this. Okay. And understand, Isaiah is the one that, if you, that's, I call it the gospel of the Old Testament because it talks very specifically about Jesus come born of a virgin right. Right. in Bethlehem, anoint, all that. Yeah, all it's the, all over all the, the place. Pro- right. Yeah. So this is that guy. He clearly knows what he was talking about. Yeah. At least going forward. So now I'm going to look at what he does looking backwards. He's clearly tapped into God yeah. and hearing his voice. So here's what he says. 45. 18, Isaiah. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens. God, Elohim, the three-part, right, because the word Lord is Jehovah. Right. That's a different name for God. That's the self-existing one, the I am. I've always existed, created the heavens. Elohim himself formed the earth. Now, look at it, formed the earth and made it. He established it, he ordered it, perfected it, provided it, and gave it prosperity, is what that Hebrew word means, established. He created it not in vain. That word in vain is the same word without form in Genesis 1-1, tohu. Okay, so say, so say he, he created it with what? He, and that's the very next phrase. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. So he, what this is saying is that he, he didn't create it to be chaotic and, destroyed. and confusion and waste. He, he created it to be livable, inhabited. And, and ordered okay. and perfected and have prosperity. Right. So, that's, so that seems to be describing what the original, the original like thing. Genesis 1, 1. Right. And we'll see what, what that looks like. There was two okay. gardens of Eden. The Garden of Eden the first time is called the Garden of God, and it was gemstones. It was made of gemstones. The, by the time Adam gets in the garden, it's all trees and veggies and fruit. Okay. So there's two gardens. Uh-huh, I didn't know that. The original Garden of Eden was all like onyx and diamonds yeah. and burl, and it was all, it was a garden of gems. Prosperity order. So right. the, thus saith the Lord who created the heavens. Elohim himself that formed the earth and made it, he established it and he created it not, tohu. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord and there is none else. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning was Elohim created the heaven and the earth and the earth became tohu and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep and the Holy Spirit. God never created anything, tohu. Mm. He, 
And in fact, I could show you over in the New Testament, it says God's not the author of confusion. Right. He never creates confusion. Everything that he creates is ordered. In good. Good and in order, right? Yeah. This says that he never created it. It's right here in the word that he never created it in vain. He never created anything in vain. He never created in vain is tohu. He never created anything as a waste, yeah. a desolate wilderness or in confusion ever. That's interesting. Yeah. So what we have here is a gap between Genesis 1, 1, and 1, 2. Right. Something was created in a certain specific way, ordered, good, inhabitable, established, prosperity. Something happens. And when we pick up the story, so this is like looking at the Avengers Endgame without watching any of the other movies. And here's the recap. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now you're all caught up. Done. Good. Right. You're caught up. So (laughs) now we open up. The opening scene is the earth was without, became Tohu Abohu, and here it's frozen. It's all flooded. And there's a frozen ice cap over the entire thing. There's no light. And so the Holy Spirit, is that's the opening scene of the movie. Mm. So think about the old Star Wars, right? Yeah. And here goes the the, the trailer, go, you know, yeah. all the words going up. And we pan down. Right. We show the, the, the Hoth yeah. frozen ah, planet. Right. That's it. Yeah. That's there's the at. opening. Right. All right. So in between when the thing started, you know, the screen, the words on the text started scrolling up into that, you know, <laughs> wedge. That was the in the beginning guy. And then, whoom, you know, we get the little, and then now we're here on the frozen planet. Okay. Something happening in between. He doesn't go into the prequel in Genesis 1 1. Yeah. He immediately picks up the story in Genesis 1 2 and then goes forward. You could do the prequel as we go through the scripture. And that's what I want to kind of start to do. Right. Yeah. Through this. Let's see. There's a pre, what I call pre Adam's creation, pre Adamic creation. There was a whole nother thing going on here on the earth for a long time. Yeah. It was very high tech, very wealthy, tons of commerce. There were cities. There was amazing architecture. Like, have you ever seen that show on the History Channel, Ancient Aliens? And you can't oh, yeah. figure out, right? Yeah. How could they do it? Right. I'm going to show you right here how all this stuff happened. Yeah, they're aliens. They're not part of, they're not God class beings. They're not yeah. created in God's image like we are. Not humans, right? Right. And that's why you have all these discoveries of Neanderthal and these different kinds of man, these fossils, but they're not humans. Right. It's not that we were evolving. These were the people that lived here before Adam, before the Holy Spirit started brooding over the egg, trying to warm it up. Yeah. Okay. So in Jeremiah 4. Jeremiah 4. Now, Jeremiah is another one of these prophet guys. Jeremiah was a couple hundred years after Isaiah. Okay. He's a ways after Isaiah. So Isaiah is 750 years. We're even like 100, 200 years after that. Jeremiah is in the same, he's a um, peer, if you will, of Daniel and Ezekiel. Like a contemporary? They're the contemporary. The same, that's same the word time. I'm looking for. Okay. They're in the same time period. Okay. So, Jeremiah is kind of, he's the older of those three because God, he starts telling him, hey, Babylon's coming. Jerusalem's going to get taken down, blah, blah, blah. Daniel gets taken away when he's 13, like 30 years into Jeremiah's ministry. Okay. Ezekiel also gets taken away and he's over in Babylon with Daniel. And Ezekiel's acting as a as a prophet, but he was a pre. He was in the line of the priesthood, but Daniel was in the line of the king. He was the house of Judah. Okay. Okay. So you got the prophet, the priest, and the king still operating. Even 
and all three of them are anointed. Right. They're hearing from God. Right. In their three, you know, capacities. Okay, so Jeremiah 4, in verse 23, he's also looking backwards now. Jeremiah looks ahead as a prophet, but he's also looking back. The way that John, the revelator John, saw the apocalypse in the future, Mm -hmm. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Isaiah look backwards during this prequel time before Adam. Okay. The way that John in the apocalypse sees past where we are now to a new world order. Yeah, yeah where Jesus is the millennial reign, and then the new Jerusalem comes down, it's a new heaven and a new earth. He's seeing past man's time on the earth. These guys are seeing before man's time on the earth. How do we know that? Because they tell us. Let's listen. All right. All right, here we go. Jeremiah 4 and verse 23. I beheld the earth, and lo, it was without form, tohu, and void, bohu. Oh, there you go. That's easy. And the heavens, and they had no light. Yeah. All right, so it's pretty clear we're not we're, yeah. present or fused. Right, he's saying, he's he picks up on Genesis 2. Before the Holy Spirit shows up, he looks yeah. back and he sees during this two billion year gap between one, one, and one, two, and I'm just guessing two billion. It could yeah, be three it, billion, five right. billion, hundred million. I don't know. It yeah. doesn't matter. There's this giant gap. Long time. I saw the earth and it was without form and void. Remember, it became that in yeah. Genesis 2, too. He's seeing it. Before the Holy Spirit shows up. But those are the exact same words words. used in Genesis 1. Yes, I mean, the exact same words. And he said, and the heavens, and they had no light. Remember, it was dark. God shut the lights out. Mm. What? Let me, and I'll show you here in a minute. I'm I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. (laughs) And I beheld the mountains, and lo, they trembled, and the hills moved lightly and sharply. I beheld, lo, there was no humans, no man, no humans, and all the birds of the heaven were fled, they're gone. So he's seeing between Genesis 1-1 when God created the heavens and the earth and Genesis 1-2 when it became without form of void. And we know God didn't create anything that was waste, desolate, or confusion. And I'm seeing it right now. So that's how we know Jeremiah is seeing. And I beheld, lo, the fruitful place was a wilderness and all the cities thereof were broken down at the presence of the Lord by his fierce anger. Really? Wow. All right, so what happened is he's looking at this, and he sees that there was a fruitful place. Yeah. That's like, you know, the bread, the wheat, yeah, the orchards, right. the vineyards, the avocados, or, right. Right. the, 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 gro- the, the olive groves. Yeah, all the wineries, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Tucson, right, gone, totally into desolation. It's a wilderness now. It's the Sahara Desert. And all the cities, plural, they're all broken down. They're destroyed like a war zone yeah. at the presence of the Lord by his fierce anger. So God destroys all this. Something pissed him off. Right. So listen, here's what we know. God never creates anything tohu abohu, but he turned it you into turn this. turn it that way, though, yeah. Yeah. And why? For thus saith the Lord, the whole land, the whole what? The whole land. Right. Shall be desolate, and I will not make a full end. I ain't fixing it. I'm going to destroy all of this. God's mad. And listen, he kind of holds a grudge because it takes like two billion, three billion, five right. billion. I don't know how many years before, you know, they decided to warm it, send the Holy Spirit down and start warming the place up. But think about this. Like, so when I was younger, we got these uh, rental properties. We got that deal and they all went south. Mm. 
I mean, it would take a long time before you get into another real estate deal. <laughs> God had yeah. this real estate deal on earth. There's fam, you know, families and prosperity yeah. and vineyards and cities. And clearly it went south. It'd be a long time before yeah. he'd be like, yeah, let's build up the old place again. Yeah. He ain't doing another, the land, he ain't doing another real estate deal. This one didn't work out too good. Right. For this earth shall mourn, this shall the earth mourn, and the heavens above will be black, because I have spoken it, I have purposed it, and I will not repent. The Hebrew says, and I won't be sorry, and neither will I turn back from it. Something really amazing. Listen, I'm frying the whole thing, yeah. scorched earth. Yeah. I'm shutting the lights out. You won't see a star. You won't see a constellation. You won't see the sun or the moon. It's going to be completely dark on the earth. Did he say anywhere else? He said the earth right. would mourn. He didn't say the rest of the universe, the Milky Way. The right. Yeah. He shuts out. He shuts out the earth. He's mad specifically at the earth, not Uranus or Saturn or Jupiter or Pluto. Yeah. Venus or Mars or any of the other galaxies that are out there. That's not, you really don't want to be on the creator's universe of the universe's radar like that. <laughs> it's like getting worse than getting called to the principal's office. You're on major I would detention. I say so, yeah. I, that's, major that's, detention. Yeah. He said, I'm not even going to be sorry about it. I mean, he doesn't even like put him on double secret probation. No, just it's straight on. To... I'm just smoking everything. <laughs> I'm shutting the lights right. out. That's it. It's over. Now, what, what in the world would make him that crazy? Because, I mean, he just, like, pulled the plug on it. I mean, I think, think about this, right? Like, we've lived through some interesting times. And before us, there's, I mean, human history in the last thousand, two thousand years, there's plenty of things that probably could have prompted, if I was God, prompted me, right. I want to wipe listen, this out. I never would. That's why I said, man, y'all are lucky that I wasn't Jesus because I wouldn't be getting on the cross for you yeah, knuckleheads. You seriously. guys are idiots, man. Yeah. Like, I don't even like you. Right. This is so, I mean, so right. whatever we think is bad, bad we've it was seen, like it's way, way worse, way worse because he destroyed the whole planet, yeah. cities, everything, apocalyptic, shut the lights out, and we'll see that he actually flooded it. Okay. There's two floods. We'll see that in the Bible. The Noah's flood was the second time. That's the one that we know. Yeah. 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 But think about this: the first flood, and it's that's what the Ice Age happened. Again, backing up science. Yeah. Clearly talks about the Ice Age in the Bible. We'll look at that probably not this week, but maybe in another week in yeah. Job. And just a side, Job is the oldest book in the Bible. Okay. It's the first one ever written. And Job was 500 years after Noah, 500 okay. years before Abraham. Okay. Okay, so we'll look at that. He's the first written account of anything. So what is it that you think would make him so mad that he's like, I'm not even going to be sorry that I did this. I'm not changing my mind. Like, it's not, you know, destroy it all. It's over. I'm going to go out on a limb and say somebody did not respect his authority. I would say, <laughs> respect my authority. <laughs> That's right. South Park. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you're just a little fat kid that stops up. To, Get out of my way. Okay. <laughs> so, I don't know why I thought of that. Okay, so in Ezekiel 28, remember, Ezekiel is a contemporary. He's the priest that has the anointing. Jeremiah is the prophet that has the anointing. Daniel's, the, Daniel's like standing in as the king with the anointing. The Holy Spirit is only on three people back in the Old Testament. Okay. Ezekiel's the priest. He was also prophesying, though. He's looking back. Now, he says in Ezekiel 28, and you tell me, who do you think that this sounds like? Do I want to go there first? I guess we will. We'll go there first. Son of man. No, you know what? I don't want to go there. Let's go All to right. Isaiah. All I'll right. come to Ezekiel. Hold Ezekiel All on right. the back burner. Little Is teaser. That right? little yeah, teaser. hold Ezekiel. That's fine. 
let's go with Isaiah 750 yeah. years after. All right. So he says this, and Isaiah, because we already know this is coming. If you know the story, you know. Isaiah 14 and verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, that you are cut down to the ground and you weakened the nations? Yeah, who's Lucifer? There's your, there's your culprit. Yeah. Made God so mad he destroyed everything. You have said in your heart, I'll ascend into heaven and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God and I'll sit on the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I'll ascend above the heights of the clouds and I'll be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. They shall see, they that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee. They're going to squint their eyes and they're going to consider you and then they're going to say, is this the man that made the earth tremble and did shake the kingdoms, and he's the one that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities. Tohu, abohu. Hmm. In the Hebrew, is this the yeah. one that made the earth tremble? Tohu made it into a wilderness. Remember wilderness, yeah. And destroyed bohu, turned to ruin the cities thereof that opened not the house of his prisoners. I've heard the story as a kid, but I never understood the timing, how it all would, right. So it never really it? linked up. This all happens right. between Genesis one one and one two. Right. So let's um, I, let's look back to Ezekiel. We'll get some filler in okay. on, on Lucifer. Is that all right? Yeah. So Ezekiel twenty eight. In verse 12, if you're taking notes, he says, Son of man, take up a lamentation against the king of Tyrus and say unto him, Thus says the Lord God, you seal up the sum, you're the total package is what it says. You seal up the sum. You're the total package. You're full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You have been in the Eden, in the gar- you have been in Eden, the garden of God. Hmm. Now, who's the total package? Who was full of wisdom? Who was perfect in beauty? And you'll see, it'll tell you here in a minute, but that was Lucifer. Okay. Of the three archangels, Lucifer, Michael, and Gabriel, Lucifer was the most beautiful. He was in charge of worship. And you'll see his kingdom was here in Jerusalem on planet Earth. He was the god of this world. He was in charge. He was the king. That's why he's calling him here the king of Tyrus. Okay. That's a code. As you'll see, it describes Lucifer. You were in the Eden in the Garden of God. Well, who was in Eden? Well, in, our, in the second version, it was Adam and Eve, right? Yeah, and who else was in there? And God. And? The serpent. Who is? Lucifer. Yeah. yeah. So that attracts you down. If you don't believe me that the Garden of God, there's two Edens. Yeah. In the, the other Eden, it was Lucifer was in the snake. Okay. But this, listen to this garden. The garden, Eden, Eden, the garden of God, every precious stone was your covering, the sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and the gold, and the workmanship of your tabrets and your pipes was prepared in thee before the day you were created. Remember, he's in charge of worship, so he's talking about his covering, he's so beautiful, and he's in this garden that's all gems. Hmm. Who's in charge? And he, he said, in the day that you were created... The workmanship of your tabards, it was prepared in thee the day that you, you are the anointed cherub that covers, and I have set you so. You were upon the holy mountain of God. The holy mountain of God is in Jerusalem. It's the same mountain that Isaac was sacrificed on with Abraham, the same mountain that Jesus was crucified crucified on, and that's where the temple, it's all around that same area. Yeah. 
You walked mm. up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. And listen, Satan's throne was right here in Jerusalem. And here's an interesting thing archaeologically because I like science. Right. They've never found a founding date for Jerusalem. The digger they deep, the more they find. The city has always been there. It's an eternal city. They have never found the the founding mm. of it. They've never found the beginning. The foundation. They the, couldn't find the it. There's no founding date. It's always been here. Wow. The deeper they dig, the more they find. Yeah. You were perfect, in verse 15, in all your ways from the day that you were created until iniquity was found in you by the molten. Who was that? This is Satan. He was perfect until yeah. he decided, you know what? I could do this better than God. Planted heaven, because that's where heaven, where God is, the third heaven, Paul calls it. Planted heaven where New Jerusalem is, where Jesus went to build many mansions. That's on a different planet than Earth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go up there. That throne's better than this one. How did he get that iniquity found? How did he get so prideful? Verse 16, by the multitude of your merchandise, you have filled yourself in the midst of thee with violence. So everything that was happening. He's richer than rich. Yeah. He's merchandise, the, the technology, the resources, the lifestyle. Over billions of years he's just yeah, yeah. And, and god gave him i mean the, look at it look at his uh the garden is, is you know every precious stone yeah sardis topaz diamond burl onyx gold sapphire je- emerald carbuncle the multitude of your merchandise which is filled in the midst of thee with violence and you have sinned what sin settled for less he settled for less he wanted a different job than the one he had and he was in charge here. He was right. the God of this world. This is why he hates man so much, because now we were the God. God created us in his image. Bypass, we're, we're above the angels. Right. We're actually Elohims. Right. We're triune beings just like God. We have a body, soul, mind, will, and emotions, and we have a spirit, the one that's alive under God. It makes us just like a triune God. We're actually Elohims, little Elohim. That's why Satan hates us, because now God fixed up the planet on Genesis 1-2 yeah. for us. We're taking over his, his territory. It's his old neighborhood. Yeah. 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 Because you have sinned, therefore I will cast you out as profane out of the mountain of God. I will destroy you, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. You were corrupted because of the wisdom by your reason of your brightness. So he's drinking his own Kool-Aid, man. He's mm-hmm. believing his own press. He said, I'll cast you to the ground and I will lay you before kings that they may behold you. So there was other kings here on the planet. Yeah. It says over in Luke that Jesus saw, Luke 10, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall out of uh, heaven as lightning. And he landed here like a big asteroid, probably yeah. in the Gulf of Mexico, right. flooding the whole planet. And then what, an extinction event. Because that's what he said, I'll cast you to the ground. Jesus said, I saw him getting cast out of heaven like lightning. Yeah. You have defiled your sanctuaries by the multitude of your iniquities. By the iniquity of your traffic, that is the it's commerce. Mm-hmm. If you're trafficking, Business. right? Yeah. Trafficking drugs, you know, human traffic, all yeah. the kind of trafficking. Yeah, it doesn't have a good connotation, but he's creating merchandise and trafficking, yeah. and there's cities here and there's kingdoms here. Therefore, I will bring forth a fire from the midst of thee; it'll devour you. That's falling out of heaven like lightning. I'll bring you to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all them that behold you. So lightning, he fries him, he falls to the earth so that all that know you among the people shall be astonished at you and you shall be a terror and never shall you be anymore. 
That rebellion lasted all of two seconds. Two seconds, and he never returned to his position. That's really what it says in the Hebrew, is that you'll never be returned to your position as king of Jerusalem on your throne. Now, you mentioned earlier about something about captives. Yeah. At least, what is... Okay, so we'll talk about that more. But yeah, over okay, in Isaiah, right. it says that that you made the world a wilderness, you destroyed the cities, and you opened up not the house of your prisoners. Okay. So now we're going to get a little less uh, physical science. All right. And a little more ethereal. Okay, so what those people were, they were, uh, they were like the Neanderthals, where they were not created in God's image. They were... They had spirits. Their bodies were destroyed. The planet was flooded the first time. We'll go into this as we go. Yeah. Um, he didn't let any of them escape the spirit. He kept them here. So those are not the fallen angels that we know. Those are the demonic spirits. So evil spirits, familiar spirits, they're the people that have been here on the earth. And the Bible calls them prisoners. So he's calling them the king of Tyrus because there's principalities and powers, the god of this air. There's got the uh, prince and the power of the air. There's different levels of spiritual um, rulership that's been here because Satan didn't let them go. Okay. So whatever the structure was set up back then. Yeah, they're still here, right? In that, in that spiritual yes. dimension, that still that's exists. That's correct. It still exists um, because he didn't let the prisoners go. And as long and then Adam turned the planet over when he ate the fruit salad yeah. back to Satan and he just went right back to work. Right. Now, the demon, that's what we call them demons. They don't really say it in the Bible. Call them demons. Calls them evil spirits. Or familiar spirits. Have you ever been like, so I'm, I'm not going to tell you that psychic stuff is not real. Right. Because it even has a story in the Bible where Saul couldn't hear from God anymore. He went to a witch in Endor to try and call up Samuel. So it, it says he's talking to Samuel, but it's a guy that knew Samuel. Mm. It's a familiar spirit because this spirit, and as they speak different languages, they've been here since the beginning. Yeah. They've been tracking your life the whole time, so they know everything about you. Right. That's why you're like contacting the dead. You're not. These psychics are actually contacting a spirit, that's, one of these prisoners that he been didn't like. Oh, they've been around. They know yeah. all that. They know all the information. To be like, well, tell me a because you're not hearing their voice. They're like, well, it's somebody that you know, and they have some you know. There's con men too, but there's yeah. also some stuff that's real. That's why I don't mess with the occult. Mm-hmm. Right. So. But that's what that is. All those prisoners he didn't let go were the spirits, the disembodied spirits of all the people that lived on the planet before, between Genesis 1, 1 and 1, 2. Okay. And they were dormant. And now that's why, like, when Jesus cast out, we're legion. Like, can we go in the pigs? They're always looking for a body somewhere warm to get into. Okay. That's why there's all, you don't want to mess with any of that stuff because just like the Holy Spirit in my other, you know, podcast talking about the power and the presence, the Holy Spirit could come upon you Mm -hmm. and it's with you and in you. Right, you don't want to like invite other presences there, yeah. Right, especially if you're not. This is why and we didn't mean to get into this, but if you're not born again, you're a two part being. Okay. So you're created right. to be an Elohim, but because of sin, as soon as you know right from wrong, the third, the part of you that makes you like God, the spirit dies, and there's a hole there, a void, a gap, always. Yeah. yeah. That thing will be just like when you believe on Jesus, the Holy Spirit fills that gap. As an unbeliever, you want to get into a cult and all that, that, that void could still be filled by one of these disembodied spirits if you invite them in. Yeah. And you get, there's many pathways, and it's not like you have to have a seance. Right. This is what addiction is. Mm-hmm. Right? We call it mental illness now. Right. We have that's a bunch the, of... That's the the the, the physical we can see, though. Right. right. So, so we look at it from the physical. Right. But really what's going on 
is that that void is being filled by something mm-hmm. else. And it is messing with your mind. Yeah, absolutely. There is certain things it's doing to your body physically. Right, right. Right, so, and not to get weird about it, but it just is. That's why medical science can't explain certain, we have no idea where cancer comes from. Right. None. Yeah, it's just something causes these cells yeah, we don't to start know. growing. Right. But we don't know what caused it. Right. Just I mean, and you want to see how lacking science is, just look at this COVID fiasco. Yeah. You really want to believe that somebody knew what happened something five billion years ago that wasn't observable or reproducible. Right. We can't even figure out how to stop a friggin' cold virus. <laughs> right. Right. We have to shut down everything. Schools, sports, yeah. everything shut down just because we can't it figure out. it out. Right. We can't figure it out. Yeah. But you think you know where the origins of life came from. Yeah. It's almost hilarious. It is. It's 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 just the vanity of people. We think we're so smart. And it's like, yeah. wait, wait a hundred years and we'll look back and people a hundred years now will look back at us the way we look at people back when they were like, you know, putting leeches on bodies to like cure diseases. Right, like right. what the hell? What were you yeah, thinking? Bleeding. Right, really? we're bleeding people out. Right. Like we're, that was your your That's your, your science, but that was science. That was, that was best practice. Enlightened wisdom right. back then, right? Yeah, well, it's just like they all thought malaria, that's what the word in the Latin, malaria means bad air, mal-air. Yeah. They thought that there was just bad air down by the swamp. They didn't realize it was mosquitoes breeding in standing water, yeah. carrying the disease. We, we, we think we're so smart because we have all these tools and toys yeah. and all, but we really- We haven't figured out we nothing. We haven't figured, <laughs> figured it out right. yet. So, so we, we to recap this, what we discuss is is the Genesis 1-1 between 1-1 and 1-2 could have been- one, two, three, four, ten. Who knows how many billion? Years. I don't know. It, uh, what it doesn't say. Yeah, and it's really none that. of our business. Because remember, the Bible is a legal document yeah. about what belongs to us. Not. Yeah, I was telling you. I, I, the way analogy I look at it is almost like, you know, a a if your your wife or husband had, had a relationship before, right. You you want to know about you, them. you know who they were maybe, but you don't have intimate knowledge of their relationship with every single detail. Right, and they probably shouldn't tell you yeah. anyway. It's like, okay, so we, right. got the, we got the gist. Okay, you had you had another boyfriend, you had, another, you had, you had a girlfriend. Okay, Correct. in this Same case, thing. you had another world. You had another civilization. Right. You had different- Multiple right. civilizations. Right. Great. So, cool. all right. There's yeah. some evidence of it here, but here's what really is important to us is that we were creating his image to rule like right. him. But when you understand this, what we're talking about, we're running out of time, but when you begin to understand this, you understand that you're created in his image as a little God, a little Mm -hmm. Elohim, a little three-part being. You begin to see and where Satan, what he had, what he wanted to do was take it over. That's why ambition and competition, that's devilish wisdom. He said, I could be, I can, I'm in competition with God. God didn't compete with him. He dominated Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Right. God doesn't have an ambition to be the, he is the best. Right. So Satan was going, I'm going to be better than So, that's why he hates man so much. Right. Hates us. Wants to kill us, destroy us with sickness, with poverty, with lack, to make you miserable, have adversity, have us at each other's throats, be in worry all the time because he hates you because we were cre- we took his place as the God of this world. And not only that, God made us, his, we're his children. We're literally, it's yeah. like Satan was not. So we're in the family business. So imagine this. You go to work for somebody, and the son is a complete buffoon of the multi-billion yeah. dollar empire. Like, like in Tommy Boy. Right. Like this knucklehead like is in college right. for 10 years. Correct. take over. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? I've been me? here. I've been working hard. I know the business. Right. Right. This is the Rob Lowe character. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So 
Maybe that's why he's on Atkins. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, he had a bear claw stuck in this area. So right now, I'm, we're, we're making it funny, but that's how, that's yeah. the picture of it. That's why Satan hates us so much is because we're the one that clearly he could do it better than us. And I'm not saying he can't because I look at us and I'm like, really? Yeah. We're God's kids? <laughs> I mean, look what we're doing to each other. Yeah. Yeah, if I were him, I'd be like, I want a paternity test. I don't yeah, think they I came from me. My, yeah, that's not mine. <laughs> those those, are, my, those right. are mine. But that's why Satan hates us so much, yeah. and that's why there's so much evil in the world, you, you know, um, because he's just, you know, because, and we'll look, we may look at this, but in, in the garden after Adam and Eve sinned, really Adam sinned, but, you know, Eve was right there with him, then God the Father prophesied and told the snake, I'm going to send a seed to even get my kids back. And that seed was Jesus. He was probably, and he says, you're going to bruise his heel, but he's going to bruise your head. Mm-hmm. So if you're Satan, you have no idea that Jesus is coming. You just know what God told you. You don't know anything else in the Bible, what's coming down the pack. You just know you have a history with God and you know what he says, something is going to happen. And if it's going to come through the seed, that's the kids. What's your number one goal? You're going to try to take it out. Take it out the as seed much before as, you can. as many of this. Yeah. Right. So that's why like there's abortion. That's a problem. That's why he's never stopped trying to take out the seed. Yeah. Cain's killing Abel. Yeah. Right. You have just slaughter, 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 sickness. I'll try to kill you with sickness. I'll try to kill you with famine. I'll try to kill you with, you know, what we call natural disasters. I'm going to try and kill you with disease. I'm trying to kill you, have you each other kill each other. If I could get you to war and kill each other, anything to do to kill the seed. Yeah. I hate the sons and daughters of Adam and Eve. That's it. That's what his whole mission is. Yeah. Because we got his spot. Right. Because he rebelled. Right, yeah, because you tell his guy, his eyes were bigger than his stomach. Yeah, he had planet yeah. Earth. He was in charge. It was a great for, planet for a long, long, long time. time. And, super and, rich, yeah. super wealthy, had power, military power here. Right, he had yeah. a third of all the angels of heaven. I mean, he could have done literally whatever he wanted, except go get yeah. the th- you know take God's spot. Yeah, so that's interesting. So that's the event that kicked off this whole thing that turned the Earth, like it's in Genesis one, yeah. to one two. To to without form of void right. or tohu bohu right you know, it became that. desolate waste destruction. confusion ruin. Like, like a nuclear bomb goes Correct. off right like post apocalyptic it was apocalyptic yeah that literally was the end of that world yeah yeah then he flooded it he turned the lights out he said I'm not even going to be sorry about it and then as we'll see it all froze over and the ice age and there's nothing living now yeah cool no man or birds. There was still stuff in the ocean, as you'll right, see. Right. Well, I think that'll wrap up episode one of season two. Wow. Uh, man, that was a great discussion. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun. A um, lot of mysteries and things to uncover here in in this story, and um, it'll be uh, so stick with us. Invite some people if you want to share this. Feel free. Um, and if you have questions and follow up, please hit us up at logosuncovered at gmail dot com and for uh and Whitman I'm Doug Brown saying we will see you next time. Bye for now.